to the episode of the Nintendo Sam Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Join me today is Wario Will. Oh, happy Three Hopes release to everybody. Like, I hope you're enjoying your games right now. And just, uh, wait a minute. Is Over on the Horizon? Is that... Is that Tyler on that horizon? Do I see him coming back <laughs> after all these weeks? <laughs> Leave it to Will to ruin the joke I was about to do. But okay, fine. <laughs> and Will, you're lucky we don't make money off this podcast. Otherwise, you get stricken for the John Denver. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And yes, after a long absence, welcome back, Kelba. Yes, great to be back. Uh, you know, three weeks. That's the first time I took a three-week uh, reprieve, but good to be here. Uh, Will, I thought you were saying Fallout 76 was announced for Switch with with the John Denver. <laughs> I mean, that's another one edition, but that no, was that was another edition, not the classic of John Denver. <laughs> no, no, that, no. That's horrible. Like, I'm sorry, but like, you want to talk about ports I don't want? That's one. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't need that. In fact, is no one needs that. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, at least at least No Man's Sky tried to change. Okay, I'm just I'm just saying. And but don't worry if you got used to the voice of uh, Skull Kid Scott, he's still here. Yeah, and speaking of Fallout 76, is probably best played on PC because mods. Let's be honest. True. Mod, <laughs> the, the mod community is strong with Fallout. That's the <laughs> truth. So. Uh, we do have a very packed show for you today, so let's get right into it with what have you been playing? Tyler, hey. I'm, going to, I'm going to assume that in your absence you have played at least a game. I have. I oh, have. Please, I've played several. Several. So, uh, you know, I'm still playing Elden Ring. Not quite done that yet. I tried to fight Melania, Blade of Nicola. Uh, the legendary hard boss. Uh, yeah, very, very hard. Not close to beating her yet. So that's frustrating. But on the Nintendo front, I did get Strikers. And uh, like most people, I... I am a little disappointed. I haven't gotten to play it a ton because, like, in my, I don't have a ton of people around me who wanted to play it. And I just haven't been hooked up to the internet. Um, but it is definitely feature light, and I cannot believe that the character roster is only ten when you have to like pick four characters. Like in the old games, you would have your minions. In this game, you got your like all of the captains are characters. So. There's just not enough characters there. That said, the game itself is very fun. It's still Strikers. The action is good, but it does feel a little bit empty, mm. even though the animations are awesome and the the personalities of the characters are what I would hope to see in a Strikers game. Uh, I have also, as of today, because it just released, been playing Sonic Origins. Uh, I have just started, obviously, because it just released today. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's the classic Sonic games. I've played them a hundred thousand times. They've been released a hundred thousand times, but to my knowledge, this is the first time that you can play as Tails and Knuckles in Sonic 1, and I'm not, like, sure that that's true. I'm actually, I feel like that's probably not true, but like I said, the games have been released so many times. I've never seen Can't keep them. track of them all. <laughs> right, right. I've never seen them playable before. So uh, I'm having a great time in that game. I'm glad to have this on Switch. Uh, the Sega Ages collection version of Sonic 2, 
was is on Switch. I don't know, maybe the original is too, but it's nice to have Sonic Three and Knuckles on there and Sonic CD. Uh, so it's it's kind of been just the classics for me. Uh, but yeah, I don't really have a whole lot else to 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 dive into. I really want to play more Strikers online. Um, I just haven't gotten the chance yet. Nothing wrong with that. Do do what you can. Uh, I have been doing my best to complete Arkham City so that I can play uh, Three Hopes tomorrow, and I have succeeded. As of last night, I or was it yesterday? Uh, Tuesday doesn't matter. Uh, I beat Arkham City. I 100%ed all the side missions, which I have never done before. I finally caught the Riddler. It only took me 400 trophies to find him. Uh, only. I, only. There's like 430, and you need 400 to to complete the the whole Riddler challenge, which I, again I've never done before. And it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. Uh, I will say, I finally have a major complaint about the game. You know the phrase, a game of inches? Yeah, this is a game of millimeters. <laughs> there are challenges where you have to hit switch with remote control batarangs. Yep. And if you miss the switch by a fraction of a millimeter, you will have to start over. And I can't tell you how many times I had to deal with this during the Riddler challenges. Like, literally, fractions of an inch between hitting batterings, hitting switches, landing on switches, and doing uh, really over-top actions just to get the Riddler trophy to, to solve itself. It's like, we get it, these are supposed to be challenging, but this is, like, mind-breaking. And some of them, they don't tell you, like, overtly how you need to complete. Like, one time, there were these two Riddler trophies, and they basically were a carnival game. You needed to take Batman and glide, then dive bomb onto the switch. And the more force you put onto the switch, the more the bell goes up, right? So the first time, I was like, okay, I can do this. Found the high spot, landed on it. Took me two or three tries to get the accuracy right. Landed up, done, boom. The next time, I found another one. I found the highest place I could go to in the area, dive bombed, and it said I wasn't doing it enough i was like what the heck there's a shockwave attack that batman can do and so you had to do the shockwave attack after you do the dive bomb i didn't realize that was an option that i could do nor that would add force that doesn't make any sense if i already landed on the dang thing so yeah i had to deal with that but i got the riddler he was caught again and uh i can now go on to arkham knight once i'm done with three hopes which i'll be getting tomorrow and apparently it's the seventh anniversary of arkham knight so it actually is a nice little symmetry to it all. It only took me seven years, but I'm finally going to get to play the game. <laughs> good timing, good timing. Let seven me know is a magic when... number. Yeah. Let me know when you beat I Am The Night mode in, in Arkham Knight. I think that's... You start the game, and if you die, it's game over, and you have to start from the very beginning. No. Yeah. Jeez. Dude, I'm not, I'm not going to play Elden Ring, and you want me to play that? <laughs> my older brother... So my, I will say Elden Ring is probably harder, because my older brother is a good video game player, but he played that game and have you you have you beaten arkham knight before todd no I, I, like i just said i've never played it when oh okay yeah, when yeah, it yeah. Came sorry out i was seven, confused no sorry when it came out seven years ago i had a computer that wasn't up to snuff okay well i can't tell this full story then so i'll have to save it for when you beat it but there's Fair something enough. that happens at the very end of the game my brother got to the last last second and he got a game over i have to tell you the story when you get there because it's Fair a little timer <laughs> i look i look forward to it okay um also i want to talk about this really quick because i did a review of it i watched uh the last part quote unquote of pokemon master journeys on netflix my review is up uh this was definitely the strongest of the master journey episodes because they actually had a freaking focus on it oh my gosh <laughs> what are the odds like there were multiple episodes about ash and his battles against volkner and b and uh they had a really cool episode about uh 
dimensional dimension of time travel, which is really cool, until the ending, which I'll get to. Uh, I gave it a four out of five. Again, it was the strongest master journeys. But I can't wait for the master class, even though I already got spoiled on one of the things that happened, and I am not happy. <laughs> like I know how one of the battles ends, and it's like the cheapest thing they could have done, and I'm. And everyone on the internet's like, why would you do this to this character? And I'm like, yeah, that does kind of suck. So I will, I will not spoil it so you don't have to hear from me. But it, I am still excited for the master class. Um, the thing I want to talk about, and I mentioned this in my review, I love it. I have, And I mentioned this a few weeks ago when you were gone, Tyler. Pokemon is at its best when it understands that people have been watching this for a long time. And we expect a certain amount of emotional depth to go with the fun episodes like the battles and the adventures and everything. In the t space-time two-part arc, uh, they go to the Sinnoh. Palkia and Dialga have been captured by a multiversal version of Team Rocket. Long story. And basically, time and space is unwinding. So dimensions are folding in on one another, and time is reversing, reverting Pokemon back to eggs. It's actually really freaky. So how do they stop two god-tier Pokemon who are literally driven insane by the red shade into fighting one another? They show them their feelings! I wish I was making that up. They weren't. They were like almost they because the kids got turned. They're they're ten. They're already kids, but they got turned into younger kids, and they're basically crying at Dialga and Palkia to tell them to stop. And at, despite all the fighting going on, despite all the talking going on, it's their tears, like Pokemon the first movie, except worse. <laughs> <laughs> like that was cheesy even back then, but this was just worse. This was like literally eight kids, four doppelgangers. All of them crying and begging Dialga and Palkia to stop. And I'm just like, this is how you're ending this arc? You had such a great thing going. And then it's like, no, it's the power of our feelings that will stop these god Pokemon. Why? They're god Pokemon. They even said they're being driven and saved by the red chain. How does that work? Like, where was this in the video games where I didn't have to fight Dialga or Palkia? I could just you show them my feelings and they submit. Like, where was that? <laughs> Now, to let you know, Scott, this is not as worse as the blue Pokemon episode. Uh, that was still the worst. But, like, this was, oh, you have a great emotional story, and then they just dovetailed at the end. I'm like, oh, gods. So, but uh, still, go read my review. I have a, I have, I'm going to have a lot of reviews up this week. I've already reviewed Pokemon Master Journeys. I have my uh, Obi-Wan review up. And depending on tomorrow, I'm probably going to have my Umbrella Academy Season 3 up. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot of reviews because there's a lot of stuff out. <laughs> And I'm very, very happy. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And feel free to jump into my review and say hello there. <laughs> uh, Maybe I will. Maybe <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah. and, and don't worry, I don't hate too much, but if you do have a bad feeling about this, I understand. Oh, what? I get a laugh or hello there, but not that one. That's classic Obi-Wan line. Never mind. We'll just go. <laughs> uh, well, as for me, uh, I have been continuing on my, my trek along uh, God of War PS4. I just recently unlocked the, um, the last cipher room for a hell, uh, uh, Nufelheim. So right now, I'm just go going through like the, roughly the second half of the game right now. So I'm roughly at that point. And also, now it's finally released, and actually, I'm free from my NDA. I actually can talk about this game. And yes, if you haven't heard already, Fall Guys is out for all systems. Yes, so that is actually the game, the, um, the beta I actually been playing these past few weeks, and I've got to say, on the Switch version, yes, there is that trade-off regarding to how the other players look like, regarding to frame rate issues and all that, but. I'm just surprised it actually runs pretty good. I actually won my first win uh, on the Switch as well. So 
surprisingly enough, it, it, it does work. It does work. And any progression that I made from the PS4 or any other systems actually uh, converts it to here on the Switch. So, yeah, I can just pick up where I left off. So, overall, Fall Guys is, is it's, a, it's a fun deal. Free to play. Just jump in whenever you want to. It, it, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. So, yeah, overall... It's the usual fun guys that you know, and just a lot, a lot of additions. So, surprisingly <laughs> enough, good on Switch. So, yeah, highly recommend it if you got a chance to. Highly recommend it. And, of course, uh, like, um, like as I said earlier today, uh, yeah, Three Hopes is currently out right now, which I hope to get uh, at the time of a, uh, after my work work time. But, yeah, hope to play more of Three Hopes, as well as continue on with my trek on Fire Emblem Heroes, which, again, same old, same old until, like, next week, which apparently is the next uh, Legendary uh, Mythic or Legendary Banner. One, one of those two. So, overall, yeah, it's definitely been fairly a fairly eventful week, to say the least. So, yeah. From three hopes, and of course, next week is also going to be the release of Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which that's another major release for me, anyway. So, yeah, it, it is definitely the, the gaming scene is definitely going to pick up, and of course, naturally, with next month being the major release of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which we'll talk about later, is just yeah, it is building hype. So, overall, it is a busy time for games right now. It is a busy time, yep. All right, Scott, how about you? So I also have been playing Fall Guys, but on the PlayStation side, which I can tell you the PlayStation 5 Fall Guys version sucks. <laughs> really? Compared to the PlayStation 4. Really? I played on the really? 5 all the time. I think it's good. I'm curious. I'm curious. So I so I tried to play with friends and the invites never sent. Um we were all on PlayStation 5. So I then oh. rolled back to the PlayStation 4 version and sent invites to them, and the invites then sent there. That's so crazy. I deleted the PS5 version to go play the PS4 version again because the PS5 one apparently is broken with actually doing social stuff. Oh. So I can't play with people. I can just play by myself on the PS5 version, and that's no fun. <laughs> but, like, yeah, also I heard as well, like, now since this thing is a cross-system play, you actually can play with everyone last I checked, yeah. Yeah, so it's on the, well, it's through your Epic Games account, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it did bring all my stuff in, so I was able to bring in all my outfits. But I just decided to keep the Ubisoft one that it gave me for having an Ubisoft account linked with it too. So uh, okay. They give you Assassin's Creed outfits if you have your Epic Games account associated with your Ubisoft account. <laughs> oh, oh, right, 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 right. I remember that. I remember that. So that was nice. Um, I also play well. Finished the last route of the Three Hopes demo. So I'm ready to finally pick it up and continue all the three routes, but I won't do all of them at once, of course. <laughs> Who are you leaning towards starting with? I'm definitely going to start with Edelgard. Okay. <laughs> hey, thank you, thank you. Blue Lions right here. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I played the demo, I definitely, well, when you no, play no, it, really. you'll see why. <laughs> no, really. all right. But after playing all of them, I think I like the way that Edelgard is turning out a little more. Mm-hmm. But that's not saying I don't like the other routes, yeah. of course. All I mean, of them are going to be great routes. We will all feeling. play them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, yes. And like, I think the only thing I'm kind of set out on Edelgard's route is that you can't play a Shimir. That's only exclusive to the Golden Deer route, which I'm kind of yeah. Sad. Oh, really? That's a bummer. <laughs> no spoilers for that. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I was playing that, and I guess the final thing I was playing was the uh, End Request game, which is. Um, Compile Hearts version of the dot .hack series, basically. <laughs> I heard, I heard of that one. I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have a decent a computer enough, you can get it on the Steam sale for five bucks. 
But I haven't played on the PlayStation because it's a part of the PlayStation Plus catalog now. It's like the extra tier. Um, it's basically just like their rendition of like an online game that has a person stuck in it. That's like their real bodies, either a in a coma or b like incapacitated while their consciousness is in the game. And you have to figure out how to get them back in with this heavily virused world that's going around. And you have to clean up a lot of the viruses because you're the only character that can't kind of deal. Yeah, that sounds exactly <laughs> like the original. Definitely dot hack ripoff. <laughs> there is nothing to say this was not inspired of. But I mean, um, Compile Heart is a humongous Cyber Connect fan, so I 100% believe they did this as an inspiration more so than as a ripoff. <laughs> all right, all right. Because all their Neptunia games have humongous Cyber Connect like game references, dot hack references. They have references to like basically anything that like. And like Japanese development side, so mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm it's 100% a- sure that they did this as more as an inspiration than as a total ripoff. <laughs> right, and it's just kind of sad. That it, I think, yeah, we're kind, we're currently celebrating the 25th anniversary of, or is it 30th anniversary? I forgot. 25th, 25th anniversary of Dot Hack Infection. Yes, and they're only doing like art pieces, vinyl CDs. I and was all that. so like, sad at that trailer. I was so hyped to watch it, and it was just like. Oh, and uh, we're going to have merchandise come back that we once had. Okay. <laughs> and, and we'll have a soundtrack of some of the songs. Okay. And, and a vinyl of that same soundtrack. And and that's it. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, oh. our band I now call If you're listening to this podcast as well, where is my dot hat GUCD and manga? I still haven't got to apply back. They hyped up this whole huge freaking event just for it to be like, oh, we're getting the merch back that we once had. It's like, oh, I'm so, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> it's like, are you trying to gauge interest? Like, dude, there is an interest. You want if you back? if you buy all this dot hack merch that was already once available before, maybe we'll consider doing a remake of these games that you've gaunted for years now. <laughs> yes, or heck, I'll just bring them out on, like on the PS2. Just report it. I don't even care if you port it. Yeah, just port it somewhere. I mean, sure, the game itself right now ages poorly because the first series was so slow yep 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 yep. <laughs> but i'm still happy to just play because i still like replay the game like every other year or so so look all i'm saying is <laughs> if we can't get persona 5 on switch why should you get what you want <laughs> you know what i'm just happy that they're bringing persona 5 to pc at least That's now true. i'll get to play that at least <laughs> all right and with that we are now heading to the news because you honestly have some very interesting things to talk about so it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. And no, I'm not talking about Tyler. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. I mean, I know Ow. I'm putting on weight, but Ow. that's a little, you know. That's now I get a laugh. Thanks, Will. All right. No, I'm talking about how uh, our main event will be a direct talk about the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct that we just had. But because we had the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct, we didn't and have not gotten a pure Nintendo Direct as of yet. And fans have thoughts. Oh boy, do they have thoughts. What a shock. Fans and thoughts. <laughs> Nintendo oh, fans having surprise. thoughts about yeah. things? Uh, what? On, on social media. <laughs> that are not. negative. That yes. are negative. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. There are uh, only positive fans in this room. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> forbid. So, yeah. What, when they announced the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct, the immediate reaction was, wait a minute, where's our full-on Nintendo Direct? And we don't know. We still don't know. Their rumors are still about the 29th, which is a w- next Wednesday. Again, though, we can't confirm that it's going to happen. We honestly just don't know. 
But uh, it is interesting. We're not in a drought. I mean, it's not like that one time when we had what was like like nine months between a, a full direct. We're not there yet, but we're we are past the fake E3 that was Summer Games Fest, or as we like to call it, Summer Snooze Fest. Or as it was, <laughs> Drop Keely sucks. Hashtag Tyler was right about yep. Drop Keely sucking. I mean, you didn't. I was gonna get joke there, but I will let it slide because I can feel your anger. Yes, let the anger flow through you. I don't like him. I know. But uh, yeah, we we are expecting something from big from Nintendo. My feeling is, this was to get rid of all the Xenoblade news because this was a as we'll talk about our main event. This was the deep dive into the game. This was everything you needed to know. For now, before we get to again, it's only a month away, give or take, about a month and six days. So having this direct removes that from the equation of the full Nintendo Direct, if slash when we get it. So, and if you recall, which I know most of you don't, there was an Xenoblade Chronicles 2 direct before, like just that, just that game. So this is hardly a surprising thing. It's just. I guess a little inconvenient because fans are almost frothing at the mouth for a full direct right now. Yeah, as a frother of the mouth, I <laughs> I did like my first reaction when I saw it was, oh man, the replies, they're gonna be crazy. But I I didn't really have an issue with it for the same reason you said, Todd. Like get the Xenoblade stuff out of the way. There's gonna be a Nintendo Direct at some point and you know, it's it's whether that's the 29th or whether that's in July or whether that's in August. We're you know, Xenoblade Three is the next big game. You know, we're gonna have three hopes. We're gonna have Xenoblade. I can wait for the next announcement. Personally, that being said, I am always irritated by Nintendo's like seemingly intentional blindness to what the fans want. Like, how hard could it be for Nintendo to just announce like their plans? Like, hey. We either do have a direct coming up, or no, we don't. They hear the noise. They know the rumors about the 29th. What would it hurt for them to say, "Yeah, we're gonna, you know, don't worry, everybody else, Xenoblade's first, but then we have more to come." You don't even have to give us the day. You could just say, "More to come soon," you know, stay tuned. But instead, they it's... just go silent, and it's just, of course, they're irritating people with that st stupid marketing strategy. It is definitely, like, again, we always knew that Nintendo always, like, keep it close to the chest. They never reveal everything, even at their own detriments. It's just, <laughs> like, yeah, like, e even a simple tweet, like, this, I don't know, from Nintendo's main account, like, we hear you. That's it. We hear you. <laughs> we like, hear you. We just don't want to respond at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just want to say, like, see, like see, yeah, we hear you. We know it. Don't worry. It will come soon that's like that's all i had to say even like the most biggest things of all they, they would like close some of the noise but yeah it's i mean granted as you said like i, I could definitely wait because currently right now we are very hot in the gaming season right now so there's just a lot of things for nintendo side of things so i don't mind heck even they had to go for a direct next month i have no mind i have no problems with that but yeah it's just kind of as you said it's infuriating just like Okay, like we just we went we passed it the, the game the summer game fest we we've done with uh, both uh, Bethesda Microsoft PC Father Digital all these other companies so like where's you like where where are you I, I like Sony skipping out of Gamescom so what's next for you that's that's what pretty much all we're wondering yeah so I know it's hard right now we're all fans here trust me I know it's hard. Just try and have patience, all right? We, if, if nothing else, don't, don't think about the direct. Think about what games are coming. 
We got Three Hopes tomorrow. We got Live Alive and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 next month. Uh, August, I think is blank? I think August is the blank. Okay, August is blank, but September is Splatoon. Then November, yep, yep, yep. Then November is Pokemon, and I, I'm sure there's going to be at least one more big release in October or December. It's just, it, it has to be. So, we got things coming. It's just we don't know the whole picture as of yet. We'll live long enough, hopefully, to see what's coming. So, just be patient and don't don't lose your mind. And don't blame Xenoblade. All right? I've seen so many people online blame, talking trash about Xenoblade and Live Alive because they're getting all this attention online. And it's just like, if you don't want to play the game, that's fine. Don't play it. You just right. badmouth them. I mean, my God. Well, I will say, like, Nintendo is not doing Xenoblade favors with their silence, you know? Like, fans, like, I agree with you, it's not a good way for fans to react. Like, it's bad behavior. But they, we all knew that they would react this way. Like, everybody knows how fans are. Like, Nintendo needs to take actions, take matters into their own hands and prevent that negative energy from coming out. You know, and they could do it very easily. Just like Will said, we hear you. Just a we hear you would make it so much easier. Really quick, I have a question for all of you. Just a quick yes or no. None of us are swamis or insiders, so we don't know. But do you guys expect the 29th to have the direct? I am going to be optimistic and say I do expect it. I also agree that yes, because we're in the summer months. There's got to be something. <laughs> I, 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 If you asked me last week, I would have said yes. And I think I did. But with the swerve of the Xenoblade Direct, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't show up next week. I could, I, I'll be happy if I'm wrong, but given that we had at least a kind of Direct, which, I mean, it was a Direct, but it just wasn't the one we wanted. It wasn't a Nintendo Direct, it was a Xenoblade Direct. Yeah, it was a, it was a focused Direct, <laughs> Nintendo Direct, so take that as you will. Yeah, I think that uh, I'm more on the cautious side. I think we might have information of a Direct on the 29th, but we probably won't have the Direct on the 29th. Yeah. Interesting. We'll find out, and obviously, if it does pop up, we will make sure we have the news up on the website as soon as possible. So, again, please be patient with us, with Nintendo. Something will happen. <laughs> and then you'll have to worry about whether you like the Direct that is shown. So, you're like, right. Right. your anger is not going away more than likely anytime soon. <laughs> All right, but that's just, that's just nature. All right, next up, we have Pokemon. We have multiple Pokemon pieces of news. First of all, uh, Pokemon Hisuian Snow has released its final episode. Uh, I highly recommend you seeing it because they do a really cool job of showing the space-time distortions and making you making it seem even scarier than it is in the real game. <laughs> I mean, and I, my heart was always pounding when I was in those space-time distortions because I never knew what aggressive Pokemon was going to show up. And in this in this final episode, you see a battle between an Abomasnow and a Garchomp, and it's it's pretty scary. Like it's like they make Pokemon scary in this show, and and I do appreciate that. So uh, also there are they didn't show this before but there are plenty of references to pokemon legends arceus in this episode including some key characters and tie-ins to the main game so if you really liked arceus definitely check out his and snow i highly recommend it wit studio thank you so much for animating this you did a really good job uh please do more <laughs> i don't think that's too much to ask for nintendo pokemon company throw them some money or something uh, that's how it works right uh, also, yeah also this is the this is the, my highlight for pokemon news there, in Japan right now, there is a life-size Mewtwo statue for Pokemon Go. It's just like, because he's going to come back as a raid boss or whatever. And they decide, hey, let's just make a life-size Mewtwo and just put it in this, in like, I think it was in Shibuya. 
for people to go see. Why not? And my first reaction is, why can't we have this stuff? Why can't someone just say, hey, let's play life-size Mewtwo statues in New York and L.A. and Chicago and have people go visit? I would drive to Chicago just for that statue. And by th for that statue, I mean, I'm going to steal the dang thing. All right? I need it. I, and it's a, I mean, when I say life-size, Mewtwo's a big Pokemon. You don't always get that sense because of the anime and camera shots, but it's a tall Pokemon. And so having a life-size statue, I need it. Right. I mean, if any clues from the Detective Pikachu movie was any example, then yes, it is a big boy. And, <laughs> like, again, like, as a guy who's living in New York, again, we have a life-size statue of the Mario, of Mario, and that thing is huge. So, I, I don't know how the heck you're gonna look for that thing, but, I mean, again, it's, it's definitely a nice-looking statue of Mewtwo. Uh, but, of course, like, I'm still, I know there's a lot of other premium statues and all that, because, like, I, we, we hit there are premium figurines and there are statues <laughs> and then like yeah that Mewtwo like it's it's a beauty so yeah in the Pokemon company I can't imagine how much it takes on the mode so yeah it is a beautiful statue also I looked up Mewtwo's height it is officially six feet seven inches tall he's okay. taller than me yeah, yep, 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 taller yep. than me I'm six three with my hair six four on a good day uh, exactly. <laughs> Long live my fro. Why am I single? Uh, so having Mewtwo being six seven, and of course there's a stand that it's on. So like seriously, we have it up on the website, a nice picture of it. And then the other thing to remember is that in Tokyo there's the Pokemon Center, and they have Mewtwo in a stasis tube there. So they have a life size statue and the and the stasis tube Mewtwo. I want both. I want them in my room. I don't have room for them, but I will find a way. Okay. Even if I have to destroy some walls. Yeah, uh, <laughs> are you sure it will contradict with your incoming uh, Radiant Heroes figuring coming soon? It's funny you mention that, Will. Uh, I kid you not, about two hours ago, I got an email saying that my Ike statue has shipped. Hey. Oh, when did you order that again? That feels Last like ordered... year. Yeah, right? Like, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I almost didn't do it, but like Will has vouched for these people, and I just it's a beautiful statue of Ike, and I have no Ike memorabilia. I never got to get his amiibo. Uh, I obviously have the games, but that, that's not enough. That's not enough. That's not memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not really memorabilia. That's, that's, his, that's his origins. But I need the statue. It's going to go right next to my... Uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, and uh, Superman statues from the Batman v Superman collection, which is, of course, the precursor to the Snyder Cut, which, as we revealed last week, is Tyler's new favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so proud that your absence has made that your uh, heart grow fonder for the Yeah, Batman. you know, it does, it does, like, sometimes you gotta take a walk, you know, you gotta think, you gotta clear your mind. Yeah, like it took you a year with Xenoblade Chronicles, too. Yeah, I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles, you know, we've been through this. Yes, we have. <laughs> yes, we have. So let's just stop and move on while I'm ahead. Because... We're going to be talking about a rumor. Why? Well, why not at this point? Uh, a Nintendo Insider has given an update on uh, Donkey Kong games. And according to Zippo, yeah, he's back. Nintendo has actually finished working on a new Donkey Kong title. Yeah. Tyler, did you, I'm honest asking did you listen to the podcast last week i did not get to listen okay. to last week well so. last week's episode we talked about a piece of news in which a new fire emblem game is i a, saw that yeah, yeah the, the gust title and they've apparently been done with it for like over a year or something and they just have hadn't had the time to announce it yet the screenshots were crazy like i can't you believe they had screenshots yeah you didn't see the screenshots i did not see the screenshots. yeah there were screenshots yeah oh okay yeah. i did not know that but yeah so 
not sure I buy that. And now we're saying, oh yeah, Nintendo's now done with the Donkey Kong title. Yo, look at the screenshots. They look, it looks real. It okay. looks very drop, real. Drop it to me in the Discord. Yes. So, but uh, so yeah, now there's now they're done with the Donkey Kong title, which, which I'm glad. If that's true, we definitely need a new Donkey Kong title, especially after the port of Tropical Freeze did really well. I'm just I'm tired of hearing these insiders say, "Oh yeah, the game is done." Then why aren't you announcing it? Like they remember they stealth dropped Paper Mario. I almost said Papa Mario. Paper Mario <laughs> and the Origami King on Twitter just randomly. Remember that Tyler? They just shadow dropped yep. the thing. Oh by the way, here's Paper Mario and the Origami King. That was that, during, early COVID. Yeah, was it? yeah. That was early, that was like E3. That was E3 time. was like, oh, we're not getting it direct. Okay, here's Paper for Mario Origami King. Like, do that. Like, just shock the world. Hey guys, here's a Donkey Kong title. It's coming out in October. Be happy. We will be. But I'm tired of hearing. I'm so tired of these rumors and insiders saying like this, that, and the other thing about these things. I, I'm tired of it because it's like, I know half of these have to be lies, or at least misconstrued truths. And until Nintendo does a direct or confirms or denies something, it because they become even more unbelievable. Even with screenshots for this uh, fabled Fire Emblem game that's been done for a year, so I don't know. Uh, sorry, I'm dropping the. the it's Discord. okay. I was like, the, yeah, yeah, but the Donkey Kong thing, I, I mean, I hope that that's true. I, yeah. I am not buying in just yet. It's just. It, it, uh, Donkey Kong has been dormant for so long that it's it's time. It's definitely time, but you know, I we'll have to we'll have to wait wait and see. As you uh, always note, uh, I do expect to see Donkey Kong at E3, but I always expect to see Donkey Kong at at E3. So or not at E3 at the next Nintendo Direct, I should say. Okay. Um, so yeah. Mm. Yep. Oh wait a minute, that character the. Is that the avatar, the red and blue character? The red and yeah, I just dropped the I saw link someone talking about her online. They were saying like it's like some weird fusion of characters, and like it looks like so gaudy, like in the bad way. So yeah, because okay. I, I remember like she's like covered in red and blue and everything. It was like incredibly overt. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is real or not. It looks real. <laughs> it does. I'm like I'm looking at the thing right now. It definitely has a feeling of a Gus game. That's for it sure. Does. It does. Definitely... But again, if it's been done for a year, how are we just hearing about this now and in the leak of all things? It just doesn't make sense. Listen, they, people were reporting that Metroid Prime Trilogy or Metroid Prime Remake has been done for like six years. Like, yeah. not actually, but close to like literally <laughs> Feels the beginning like of it. Switch, we've heard rumors about this. Yeah. And like every credible person talked about it. So there's something going on there. And uh, I just, Nintendo works in mysterious ways. It's a bad answer, but it's the only answer I've got. No, it's, it's, it's a truthful answer. It's a real answer. So we'll just have to see. Again, if there's a Donkey Kong game, great. Especially if it comes out this year to you know punctuate Splatoon and Pokemon at the end of the year, I am all for it. Just announce it instead of having these insiders and rumor mills just keep trying stuff out. I'm over it. Speaking of stuff, I'm over. Sonic Frontiers. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Tyler. It's almost as like. It's almost as if you haven't been yeah. able to talk. So I haven't been here, and I haven't been able to talk about it. Yeah, so uh, I was very deeply disturbed, like everyone else, by the IGN videos. Yeah. Um, deeply disturbed, I would say. I was deeply disturbed. Uh, but then I read some previews, and people who played it really seemed to like it. And now I have hope. Yeah. I do have hope. Allow me to snuff out that hope <laughs> in one fell quote. <laughs> because the writer for the games, Ian Flynn, who has worked on Sonic titles before, 
for in terms of the comic line at IDW and some of the animated series. I'm, I'm going to assume they mean uh, Sonic Boom, which was actually good, apparently. Uh, he said that the inspiration for so everything that happens with Sonic is because of the fans. Quote, they're a constant source of inspiration. Their passion for the franchise is unquenchable. The creativity is boundless and loyalty unshakable. Oh, really? Unshakable loyalty. Unshakable. Actually, that? that's... Yeah, I am sure about that. We've no, been through so much crap, and we true. still support Sonic. Yeah, yeah and, but I'll get to that later. It's always thrilling and fulfilling when something I've contributed to gets embraced by the fandom. They serve as a constant reminder of where I came from and why I enjoyed being part of the Sonic series for so long. And they've steadily been joining the ranks of official contributors, helping to shape the future uh, the future for the next generation, which is very exciting, end quote. I love the passion, but this just tells me he hasn't worked on the recent games. <laughs> because <laughs> I guarantee you, their thirst was not... Oh god, that sounded horrible. They were not quenched in terms of Sonic Forces or uh, Sonic Lost World or uh, Sonic... Unleashed or Sonic and the Black Knight. Okay, Sonic, Sonic Unleashed is very popular. I will say, Sonic Unleashed's defense that game is pretty pretty well liked by the fandom. Fine, but it's we... not. I, I like it less than most people. There do. you go. But Sonic <laughs> Sonic Forces, like that. Was Sonic Forces is an total. Old Sonic Forces is kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. It had a good opening, and then the rest of it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My yep. problem here is that they go, oh yeah. Their passion for the franchise is yada and yada and yada. I'm like, okay, but then why? Not unlike what we talked about with Nintendo. Why aren't you listening to them? They've been asking for a straight-up 2D Sonic game forever. They made Sonic Mania. That was super popular, and that was fans doing that. <laughs> and yet you go, hey, let's not do this, and let's make something like Sonic Frontiers, <laughs> because clearly the fans want Sonic Breath of the Wild. Okay, hold on, No, hold we on. don't. I don't agree with so So, one... I wouldn't call you like you're not the average okay. Sonic fan. You you're are right. not as I, into I will, Sonic. I will retract, but most yes. people, including yourself, have stated multiple times, including on this podcast, that yes. you would want a pure, like old school, like Sonic Adventure, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic CD, 2D, like Sonic Mania 2. You said that you wanted Sonic Mania. Yes, I do want that badly. And, I, and you are not thing. alone in that. And no, you go, no. Hey, let's go make Breath of the Wild Sonic. You know, like why? Here, so here's the thing with the Sonic fandom. The character's been around for 31 years. Happy anniversary. I think, is today Sonic's birthday? It might be today or yesterday. Um, yesterday. Oh, yeah, it was yesterday. Birthday, 31st anniversary, I believe, yeah. This character has been through so many types of games, so many types of stories, so many identity crises in 31 years that the Sonic fandom is not, like, no fandom is a monolith, but Sonic fandom is exceptionally diverse in what people want. <laughs> And, like, Sonic Forces, that game is not good, and almost everyone will tell you that it's not good, and, like, factually, it is not a good game. It is not well-made, it does not run, it's just a bad game. But, fans love creating, like, OCs in Sonic. That's a weird, fringe Sonic fan thing that people love to do. It's very, like, fringe. But That's why whenever you check your name in Hedgehog, you're going to find a Sonic OC. <laughs> yes. Always, so without I, fail. Yes. So I would say that game is them listening to fans way too much. Like, they, they recently have listened to fans way too much, and I would like for them to stop listening to fans. I would like for them to, one, make a good game. That's my only thing I ask for, is that they make a good game. But two, they come up with an original idea, and execute the idea. Take as much time as they need to execute it, but they gotta stop worrying about, 
like, oh, how do we please X fans? How do we please Y fans? Sonic fans are so diverse. You're never going to please everyone. Never. That's Sonic true. Frontiers will be loved by some and hated by others. Guaranteed. You know? And it, 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 I, I do find it disappointing how much of a Breath of the Wild, like, rip not rip off but you know what I mean? i'm kind of a rip off you know they just start they they <laughs> did got, it's got the feel yeah it's 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 just like people like open world let's add open world and like maybe it'll be great i hope it's great but uh, you know until they come up with an original concept that works for the character like i you know i'm gonna be nervous going into every game so you know i i do think some of the stuff about the like 2D cyberspace stages and frontiers have come out. That sounds really good to me. And, you know, maybe the game will hit the net, will finally be the one that gets it right. Um, but yeah, they just need to stop obsessing over what do the fans want? Because the fans are like just so diverse. And I, and I, usually I would agree with that, but especially when you, when we, I we're not getting into this, but like comic book fans and even Star Wars fans, look what happened with Obi Wan and everything. You obviously can't please everyone, but you can at least sense what a majority do want and i do feel that a majority wants a true 2d sonic speed title back and, and it, here's the thing look at mario they've had the 3d games they have the 2d games they have rpg games they've diversified and tried to please everyone by making all these the sports titles they're back you know they put mario in every situation so that if you like one over the other you have that option we don't ha you guys don't have that with sonic you just don't, and thus. We but we have lots of fan games. No? Yes, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you had Forces, you had Black Knight, you had, you know, Unleashed for better or for worse. You had Sonic 06. Like that's that's your yeah, that's your Kryptonite right there. But like, if they released Sonic Frontiers, and instead of say like Sonic Origins, they said, hey, we got a new 2D Sonic game. It's basically you know Sonic CD or Sonic Knuckles, Sonic Adventure 3. They, we, there was even a story on that that. They referenced how they would like to do Sonic Adventure 3, but there's no plans for that. Why? Right. Why? I did not understand that. Like, why? Comes down and says, I really would like to do Adventure 3. I have no plans to do Adventure 3. Exactly. Why? <laughs> like, yeah, why? Both. Why? Do both. Like, Gosh, or, and here's another great example. Metroid. All right. We're still waiting on Metroid 4. But Nintendo was smart and said, hey, you know, why don't we keep going with Mercury Steam? They made the 2D Metroid game, and Dread became the best-selling Metroid game ever. And so we have that to tide us over until Metroid uh, 4 comes out alongside Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth in 2030. And, uh, oh yeah, and, and Elder Scrolls 6 and Fallout 5. Fallout you know. 5 in 2055, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be Ooh. 2077. The nuclear like bombs will actually drop in real life before like Fallout 5. 5 and 55. Book it. All right. You heard it here. It's June 23rd, 2022. We're getting Fallout 5 in 33 years. Oh, I'm going to be so old by then. Oh, I don't want to think about it. Let's move on. But the point is, like, I, I like that he's he's clear, he's like me. He could clearly feel the passion. But there's a difference between passion and actually saying the truth. And I don't feel, especially in recent times in games, that Nintendo, or sorry, I, I can also say Nintendo at points, but Sega is truly listening to the majority of the fans because they're going in these such different directions with Sonic when everyone's saying, Sonic Mania was good, continue with that. And they go, no, that was nice, but it's not what we want. We Sonic team one. Why not? Why I think that they had like a contract issue with the team in me, with like the team that made Mania. I think there was like money problems. Well, it, like which is ridiculous. That they should that's they should sort that out immediately and that's give them whatever stupid. they want. It is stupid. They made the best they Sonic made game money ever. On the game. Yes. Right, right. 
but they they're greedy and i'm sure they were yeah. jealous too they had to be jealous of yeah course. oh it's yeah, the money issue clearly we can't ha hire you back fine we'll see when sonic frontiers doesn't do well right <laughs> potentially potentially i would never wish harm on a game or would i <laughs> i'll leave that for later because now we have to go to another kind of bashing ladies and gentlemen it's time for Chris Pratt bashing, yes, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good time for that. So, what did Chris Pratt do now? He released yeah. Jurassic World and it was terrible. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> All of them. All of them. Actually, the first I one was okay, the but was the rest good. of them I liked, you can just I liked like World, put them in the back. <laughs> so I liked World, but Bryce Dallas Howard and I, she's great. Don't get me wrong, she's great. But like, there were some scenes with her, and I'm just like. Are they really getting her to do this stuff? Like when she does like the like when she does the the shirt tie up thing, and Chris Pratt like very naturally goes, "I have no idea what that means." I'm like, "Yes, that's exactly right." Anyway, but uh, so earlier in the week, and I, I want to say this clearly, earlier in the week, the one of the guy, uh, the producer of the movie, praised Chris Pratt. He said that VO is about three fourths done. And I'm, I'm trying to bring up the article right now. He said that this movie has, is going to be different than you think it is, and that Chris Pratt has done better than you think he will. Uh, okay, here I got a quote. Dang it, stop moving. Uh, quote, Chris was cast because we felt he could give a great performance as Mario, and now that we've done about 15 recording sessions and the movie is three quarters done, I sit here and say that I love his performance as, as Mario, end quote. Good for you. <laughs> I was yeah. hoping that as the producer of the movie, you weren't going to say that this voice actor did terrible in your recording session. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hated Chris every Pratt. second of his voice. We need Charles Martinet on this. <laughs> yeah, we're scrapping it and we're starting over. Can we can we resurrect Orson Welles? I loved him as Unicron. You know, let's bring him back. Yeah, he well, he was he was Unicron in the original movie. Folks, look it up. Um, yeah, so that was like okay, sure, Jan. You know, great. I'm glad you like him. And then Chris decided to speak. Let's go. <laughs> and I quote, uh, the, sorry, quote, the voice is updated and unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world before, end quote. Hey, Chris, that's not exactly a good thing. <laughs> and yeah, the way they were like updated, uh, you can't update perfection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like pizza. Okay, you can have the be the good toppings, but is anything really better than a supreme pizza? No. Yeah. And if you say pineapple, I will hit you. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, seriously, there are roles out there. There is casting out there that is perfection. Look at anything from Star Wars to Marvel, DC, anything. You could see these people in these roles, and you go, "That's perfect casting." You can't say that this is going to be good just because you like the voice. That's not how it works. All right, you can like the voice, but then other people don't. We've seen that an infinite amount of times. And then with this, this, <laughs> I uh, mm, want to say something, but I won't. Uh, but this quote, it's updated and unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world before. That doesn't mean anything. That just means it doesn't sound like Mario. Like, oh, it's updated. How? He's a plumber. He's a the only update I want from this is Jack Black as Bowser. Yeah. Yep. It, it is mm. That's like, oh, that's like, okay, imagine, and I know there's, this is a possibility, I think there's a rumor about this somewhere, imagine if they actually do a Legend of Zelda animated series, and they say that, oh, Link's voice is going to be so different, well, no crap, he's not ever talked before. <laughs> his voice is right. so different. Uh, yeah, that's, his exact I mean... voice lines are, ha, 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 <laughs> you know, that's all he says, so no duh, it's going to be different, and same with Mario, we've heard him in like one animated series, which was from the 90s, 
uh, we've heard him from Charles Martinet, and that's it. And even Martinet, he has, you know, here we go. You know, that's it. Like he says, like five different lines in the games at times, and that's it. So you can't say it's unlike anything we've ever heard before, because that's not a high bar to cross. Yeah, yeah. Now I will say I agree with you a hundred percent. But I'm gonna be Chris Pratt defense force just for the sake of it. Guys, load up your pitchforks. <laughs> I, I think that he has an impossible job here. You Obviously. know, I said this before. The idea of a Mario movie is bad. There should not be a Mario movie. Like, Mario is a character that does not talk. He is the epitome of joy. And a movie needs to have characters that are complex. And Mario is not a complex character. And that's not a knock on him. That's why we love him so much. He is just pure joy. And whatever Chris Pratt's going to do, it's probably not going to be pure joy. There's probably going to be ebbs and flows. And the movie is just going to be awkward and weird. So... you know, I, I don't know what he's supposed to do to make it good. You know, like, I, I, I'd say nobody should be voicing Mario. Like, if they're doing a Mario movie, it should be Charles Martinet, and it should be, like, an animated slapstick thing. Like, that's, like, that's that's what it should be. Like, the whole idea of the movie is bad. Yeah. Like, the only thing I just want right now, like, enough of saying, oh, Chris Pratt did a great job. Oh, I have great high hopes. It. Stop saying things. Just show it already. A teaser. Anything. Just show the bloody thing already. I want and, and, and Tyler, you weren't here for last week, but uh, Charles Martinet got cast in the Dragon Ball movie that just came out in Japan. The English dub is coming out later this year. He's in that. But he's, <laughs> he, but he's not in the Super Mario movie. He's in anime. Oh, you gotta Mario. bring in the stars. It's you know? true, and and his character's name is Magenta. He can't get away from the color. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Until you give us a clip, like, oh my gosh, if you thought the Sonic trailer, the first Sonic trailer, was gonna cause waves on the internet, wait until the Mario one, because this isn't gonna be about look. Because if you screw up the Mario look, you're already doomed. But if you screw up the voice, I don't care how updated. It is. If it sounds one note out of place, they're going to die. Uh, I'll give you a great example. And, and you're, this is not where you think this is going. Do you remember the first Venom trailer? Oh. Yes. The scientist in the movie, and this was a full-on trailer. This is already built film. She said that we found an alien species. We're calling him Symbiote. Not Symbiote like symbiosis, symbiote. And she said it exactly like that. The internet pounced because she said it in an incorrect syllable form. And they changed the movie <laughs> to make sure she said symbiote, not symbiote. Like, that was for one word. <laughs> that was one word that fans pounced on. Now imagine a whole voice being wrong. Yeah, again, like, I hate to be that, like, the whole grammar and pronunciation Nazi here, but, like, yeah, if you, like, don't get, like, oh, Mario, Mario, like, yeah. you gotta get that down at least, yeah, yeah. And just wait. wait. Yeah, if they don't say Mario, like, I yeah. will riot for sure. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 wait, just wait for the trailer. What they're gonna do, I guarantee, I can almost guarantee this. For the trailer, they're not gonna have Mario speak until the very end, and then all it's gonna be is, let's go, or something like that. They'll say two words through the whole trailer just to keep fans guessing, and we're going to lose it, and not in the good way. <laughs> Imagine if they do that, and it's just not even Chris Pratt's Mario either. <laughs> yeah, like they, they copied Charles Martinet's voice like just for that clip. Yep. Yeah. Or, or it just sounds like him as Star-Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Chris Pratt, you know, 
it, then all of a sudden he starts singing 5,000 Candles in the Wind. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Really <laughs> Never seen Parks and Rec, but I know that reference. All right, the point is, Chris Pratt, Illumination, just shut up and show us something. Stop trying to hype us up for Chris Pratt. It ain't going to look. Okay, I'm still trying to picture Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, but I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt because she's Anya Taylor-Joy. All right? Between okay, Chris is Anya Taylor-Joy, is she pretty or not pretty? She's pretty. Yeah, right? She's, well, who, who's saying she's not pretty? My family has a major debate about this, and what? I'm in the minority on Team She's Pretty. People think her eyes are weird. What? Say that last part again? People think her eyes are weird. I'm her in the minority in saying that she's pretty. They Okay, they are too spread out, and her face is very thin. But she is beautiful, regardless. Yes! Like, I, 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 for the record, I just googled Anya Taylor-Joy just to make sure I had the right picture because obviously I think of like yep. her movie roles like like uh Queen's Eli Gambit Queen's yeah, Gambit she, she love, great, loves, loves Queen's Gambit I mean dang um but yeah I, I didn't think I liked that one but it was it was enticing but yeah she's very pretty yeah like, very yeah very I completely pretty. agree I'm glad that that you guys are sane because yeah. my family is is has lost it they completely lost it it, it happens. I mean, if we wanted to go on rants on families, we can go for another hour just on mine. But we will not. <laughs> we will not. Oh, trust me, I could go on. Uh, we will not because we're going to move to our main event right now. And that is, of course, about the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Nintendo Direct. Because it happened. It was about 24 minutes long. And it revealed a lot of things. So let's have some direct talk. All right. So, uh... We're not going to do our usual thing of just going from front to back because it, that's just pointless at this point. Um, let's talk about what we found out in the story, about the gameplay, about ever, the visuals, the world, and everything in between. Just let's go beat by beat. Uh, I want to talk about the story trailer first because we finally got some new details about this world of Ionosis, Ionysis, something like that. And in this world, there are two colonies, and they are literally bound by war to the extent that people are born trained for combat live 10 years and then die <laughs> that's dark <laughs> that's very dark and, if, and they even have marks on their bodies to let them know when they're about to die also very dark and then six characters the ones you seen from the trailers three from one colony three from the other Kaves and agnes uh, they find out that there is a bigger plot going on, and so they have to combine their uh, strengths to try and take down uh, this bigger enemy and, in the process, try and end this cycle of violence, whatever it may truly be. So the I loved the story trailer they showed. It felt so different from the first two games, and X, obviously. Yeah. Um, like, mm -hmm. like, even just the villains with them being in, like, the movie theater... And yeah, that was cool. I almost wonder, like, is this like one of the like one of the characters who are from like the other world, and they're somehow like watching this, and just like, is that what, <laughs> is that what we're viewing here? I really don't know. But it's like, oh yeah, they're trying to stop the flow of fate, and they'll get washed away. And I'm like, but I don't want them to. I don't like that. And by the end of it, like, especially when we find out one of the characters has like three months to live, and she almost gets time from another character who's sacrificing themselves, and she's shouting, "I don't want your time!" I'm just like, "Oh, the tears! I haven't cried so, this much since the Jonathan Tanjiro death battle." Uh, <laughs> Tearjerker! All right, he he gave him a painless death. Anyway, um, I loved this story trailer, and I am I just from that trailer, let alone the rest of the direct, I am more excited in this game than I have been in the, since it was announced. Mm, yeah, 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 I can agree with that. Yeah. I actually disagree. Oh, oh. oh. Yeah, 
So I, I don't think the story was bad. I think the story will be good. I like the story of the first two games. Didn't love the story of the second one, but love the story of the first one. I don't think the story is going to be bad. But I did feel like the rest of the presentation was so good. And the story stuff just like it did feel cliche JRPG to me. I, I got cliche JRPG vibes. The idea of the 10 years, that's pretty cool. And I hope that it comes to fruition in a cool way. Um, but I, I wasn't, I'm not like sold on the story. And I guess for me, I don't really play Xenoblade for the story anyway. I think the combat is where the game thrives. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, host, I, I don't know. Are you getting a sense of deja vu here? Yes. But, I, <laughs> but, but as the magnanimous host that I am, and, and the fact that even I shall admit that there were points of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which were incredibly hokey, like, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Like, do you remember uh, that? I can't remember his name, but he was like, Rex, fight your war. He's about to die. He's yeah. shouting at Rex, fight yeah. your war, Rex. And he just kills over and just like, you could have done it without the shouting. He's I a mean. guy, he's in every Xenoblade game. Why can't I think of his name? He's in this one too, but like, yeah. he's got the same face. I cannot think Van Damme. Van yeah, Van Damme. Yeah. Also, Van Damme! Yeah, Van Damme! <laughs> and, and then, yeah, but no, there, there is absolutely some cliches in here. Like, you know, like, oh, we're on opposite sides of the war. We only right. know to hate you, but oh, we should be friends this whole time. You know, obviously there's that JRPG feel. But I think there's going to be enough nuance in here, which we have gotten in the other Xenoblade games, um, to, to make me excited for what is to come. Because there were some definite twists in 2 and 1 and X. Uh, that really made it worth it in the end. But absolutely, this is going to be JRPG fair. I mean, they're, they, they've they never hidden that at all, right, especially, right, especially right, in right. 2 with the character models. <laughs> <laughs> so, this game looks better in that regard. I do. I agree with that. They, they I think the the mixing of like the races and seeing like all, all the familiar things, but with some new styles and all of that, uh, I definitely like the character models more. I th I love that we have so many characters we're going to interact with in terms of like both the party and the heroes. I love yes, that yes. the heroes concept. Like that's a great idea. Like, uh, I I gotta get yeah note on that. Like it's just like they show the different classes regarding like the attacker, defender, and like the hero. But as you said, like the heroes, like the the special characters as your six part the extra party member. Like heck, we have a, a an edge lord gunslinger joining. <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm, just like, okay, we need another Vincent clone. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be using Gray in my party um, until I find a until I find a potentially better character. But yeah, there's just from the story trailer, I, I think there's a lot to talk about and enjoy. But we'll get to that as we get closer to the game. Let's talk now about the gameplay because we definitely mm -hmm. got a lot of new details here, including that we'll actually be able to switch classes. So yeah, you can just switch classes on the fly, apparently, which yep, is kind of yep, cool. Yep, yep. Yeah, and, and then you'll actually be able to upgrade like all the classes at once and then be able to use different abilities in different classes. Like, yep. It's very, it almost is kind of like a Fire Emblem kind of thing, where it's like, oh, I like this character, but I feel like I need another healer on my team. Okay, let's turn this character into the healer class. <laughs> like, I like that. And then when you get the heroes, you can use their classes, too. So I like that versatility and freedom. I will probably stick with a balanced team versus like having all attackers or whatever. Yeah, got to go run with the two-two-two system. Exactly. Right, exactly. right, but, right, right. But, but if the option comes up where I'm like, I'm facing this bad guy and I don't have enough healers, I I feel good at knowing that. Hey, I'm gonna change you from a, like a trapper into healer, so that I know I have at least one more healer on my squad. I, I like oh. having that freedom versus oh, I didn't level up this one character enough. They're all on the screen. 
So I like that. I really do. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can't imagine like the, the many different combinations you can do with your with your uh, party. Like yeah, it, like I, I'm definitely the kind of guy that I want to have a tanking healer that just for the point for my party yes. and all that. So tanking like, healers are the, the best healers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just like being out of the system on that gameplay field and of course like also add on with the class system as well like it also changes with your um your party's outfits as well so you can actually go uniform or just mix and match like i really do like that part as well like the aesthetics as well I yeah that. i love it too i really hope that we get like a ability to actually just change the outfits once we like unlock them to any outfit that we want on them so it's not just always going to be only based on the class Right, like in Zubik X, right? Yeah, like in yep. Zubik X, yeah. Yeah, and being able to like learn arts it, uh, based on how much experience you have for a class will add to the, the replayability, I think. I think I'll be spending a lot of time, almost like I did in Bravely Default, like grinding in areas looking for rare monsters so I can gain experience to learn class arts, which then you can apply to other classes. That's kind of a classic JRPG system, but I don't think Xenoblade's ever had it, although I didn't play X. Uh, but I do think, I think it's a pretty cool, cool progression system that's always fun. Yeah, I like, they definitely went full tilt with the depth here, and that will definitely help it, not just in terms of like replayability, but I think for ease of kind of getting into it, because if you like, if you work well with one class over others, you're going to want to work with more like that class. So, I like that. I think my only question is like how full on the progression will be, but we obviously will only get to know that over time. So I, I look forward to play. If there is a demo for this game, I'm definitely going to play it just because I want to get my hands on the combat because that is always the trickiest part of these games. Yeah. Like trying to understand the combat system. Oh, you have these arts and then you press this button, then you press this button, then you got the combo <laughs> system, then you got the combo attacks, combo bursts, and oh, don't forget about breaking the right orbs so you can create a combo pattern that'll do like four times or damage. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, you have to oh. get used to all the systems. <laughs> the good thing is it looks similar, it looks grounded in the combat of two, which was more complicated than the combat of one, but we're all two veterans at this point, so yeah. we, we had to top of break, mm-hmm. topple, launch and smasher back with your arts. Um, and then obviously, like, there's the hero system that's similar to the blade system. Um, so yeah, I, I think if you've played two, you're probably... You know, there's going to be new stuff to learn for sure, but you'll be comfortable uh, that you you know what you're doing. Yeah, I, even though, and I want to make say this very clearly, I liked the blade system because there was a lot of variety that you could have fun with in there. Uh, I'm kind of glad they're ditching it, just because I I prefer a more simpler combat. And of course, there's RNG. And when you and if you had, I only won Xenoblade because of one blade who would heal me as I walked. Like, that was her ability, was I would walk and I would gain health. And so I just, like, run around an enemy uh, ba- during on the battlefield and just heal up and up before I attacked. That I mean that was cheating, kind of, but, you know, it's an ability, so it counts. Um, I'm fine with not having that ability here, but having so many teammates that I can, like, switch to on the fly that I will have, I think, a better control of the battlefield without having to hope for as much luck. So I do appreciate that. And because uh, I... These games, they are incredibly fun, but they can be very complicated, as you said, with the combat system. And I don't want that to be a turnoff for players. Like, oh, but I didn't really like the Xenoblade 2 combat, so should I really get Xenoblade Chronicles 3? This looks like it's leaning to yes, because there is enough differences and, I guess, simplicity, for lack of a better term, that it'll be easier to understand, but still be, you know, easier, easier to learn, hard to master. And I'm fine with those systems, because that's just about, you know, putting the work in and doing enough repetition in battles. So... We'll have to see how it goes, but I, I am intrigued. 
and clearly I'm the only one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now let's talk about the other big gameplay, which was the Ouroboros. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, now we already got we already talked about this earlier because they revealed it on the Nintendo of America Twitter, but now we have even more depth with it because as we know, this is basically uh DNA digivolving. Yes, yep. I pulled out a digivolver. Yep, 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 yep. Welcome. Um uh, season two and season three forever. Uh season one was great too, obviously. And four. Five lost me. Don't get me started on six. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> for, for, for real, though, season five was on Nickelodeon, and then they just, like, straight up canceled it on the channel. I'm like, why? I'm enjoying this! Uh, but uh, basically, two characters will get to fuse together to make an Ouroboros, and not like a Pacific Rim or a DNA Digivolution. It's, you know, two people, one body, lots of powers. The fun twist in, and I love that they called this out in the trailer, at first, only the guys are in charge. You can switch it up and have the females in charge, and that actually changes the Ouroboros in terms of power set and look and everything. And I love that. I mean, that 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 just doesn't just give us variety, but it shows like, oh, it's not just you know they're merging their minds together and who's in charge. No, we know who's in charge depending on which Ouroboros you're putting into the battle. And that's just that's a little detail, but it has so much potential for fun. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have so many party just like execution of being able to just try out the different versions of Ouroboros you get. Yeah, 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 yeah. and like just also in in, in tandem with the with the combat system, like yeah, the basic party members while have one party member being in Ouroboros forms. Like I can only imagine like the different, like how the the combat combinations and outcomes can be. Yeah, I'm curious to see how much damage the Ouroboros will be able to do. You know, like the chain attacks when you're at least if the combat is similar to two. I think that if you're trying to hit the damage cap, the Ouroboros chain attacks are going to be... Uh, I want to get Disgaea levels of damage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 79 quintillion billion damage. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they, 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 did, they did show one chain attack, and they actually showed the two mains of each side uh, fusing, doing an Ouroboros in the chain attack, and then breaking apart to do their own attacks to add even more damage. So... How you use the Ouroboros is absolutely going to change the flow of battle. And that's very exciting because that reminds me of Xenoblade Chronicles X when you got your armors. Because if you got the right armor, you could just lay waste to everyone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was a power-up that you could get. It was after a special side quest. You basically get like twin cannons on your back. And they do, like, one shot every few minutes. But that one shot can do, like, 10,000 damage. I remember going into a boss fight firing that right off the bat and they were already like one third health left and i'm just like oh yeah you're gonna die now <laughs> so i i feel it won't be that powerful because i would obviously break the game but just having that feeling of oh yeah we're we're stronger together ah, ha, ha, um <laughs> is gonna be a really cool thing and again i love that there's two ouroboruses for a I said that flawlessly. Ouroboros is for each combo to showcase who's in charge and what power skills they get from them being in the lead is a great idea. Because, you know, fusing together, that's been done before. We just named off some examples. But this is different where, you know, you have the two people working together, but whoever is, uh, you know, taking the lead, that's different for your strategy. And I love that. Because, again, a lot, when you have versatility and variety in an RPG, you're doing something right. 100%. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, let's see what else was talked about. Um, the world looks beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. it is crazy how well, Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2 are among the best looking games. Uh, maybe they are the best two looking games on Switch. 
And this looks like it's just an, like, even even more crazy with how they, they got this graphical fidelity to be what it is. I'm blown away by mm. the visuals. Yeah, yeah. Just like, again, with how what, what models uh, has developed over the years. It's just like, yeah, we see that the day and night cycle once again in the 24-hour time period. But And just like, again, the fact it can fit on on a on a switch cartridge is just like it's magic. It is it's absolutely it is magic. magic. It really is. Yeah, I I was really happy that they took an overview of the world or the world of Ionosis or how you say the name. And yeah, it definitely even though it has those familiar feels of the Xenoblade worlds that we've already been to, that's part of the point. Because it's it's meant to be familiar and yet still beautiful and groundbreaking in its own way. Like one thing they noted they noted is that when you're doing a quest, instead of just showing where the marker is, they're gonna show you how to get there. Thank Good. you. The opposite Good. of Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, now, even the opposite of like Xenoblade Chronicles two, because in two they just showed you the marker and said, Oh yeah, you're have like, fun. At least they gave you a marker in two. But, but even though, they're just like, go find this character. He's somewhere in this biggest game of all time. Like he's just he's out there somewhere. Go yeah. find him. Right. <laughs> I have no idea where he is. Out there beneath <laughs> the Elden Ring moon. Someone's gonna kill you. Um but no, I, I like that there's a path because like that was easily one of my biggest pet peeves of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was that, oh, there's a side quest. How am I gonna get there? Oh, there's a marker, but it says it's like two like five thousand feet away, oh, you'll get you know it'll get smaller as you get closer. Like there was a tree that was in one of the main continents or the Titans, and the side quest was in the tree. I had no idea how to get into the tree, so I'm like going around it and going up it. And there was like this very small entrance that I had to go through, but it took me forever to find. And I found it on accident. So the idea of us having like that that golden path to lead us there will will free so much tension. Yes, yes. Like I granted, like in Xenoblade in two, like they they more or less ask it's mandatory exploration just to check out. Like, oh, see this, yeah, yeah. Uh, you never know what what this path will be. But yeah, I'm definitely thankful for the quality of love changes. Like, yeah, now you add there is that set path, that marker. Like, oh, I just follow the, the the yellow brick road and you can get to your mission no problem. Which thankfully, again, thank you, Microsoft, for that quality of improvement. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So uh, I agree. The world looks absolutely beautiful, and I'm wondering. And obviously, this will this will differ depending on how many side quests you do. I want to know how long the game is. They obviously they give no indication, obviously, but just in the main storyline with me doing occasional side quests, it took me 60 hours to beat Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah, I sank mm, like yeah. 200 hours in the night. There you go. <laughs> My estimation is it'll probably be around the same. It's probably going to be longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm guessing as well. Like. Like we already know that Mono Softwares are are big games, oh, and like either. with the main story plus the 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 myriad of side quests, it is gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. Yeah. So, uh, very interesting. And then, and I'm actually a little bitter about this one. At the end, they sh they showed a uh, expansion pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Of course yes. they did. And obviously, there's a bunch of cosmetics and such. And then at the very, very end, in December of 2023, we're going to get, quote, new story content here. I'll look it up to get the exact wording. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, you're going to get all new story characters. Here we go. Uh, here you go. In July 29th at launch, you're going to get, quote, helpful items. <laughs> okay. And outfit color variants. Oh, yeah, that's another thing that was cool. We can dress all of our characters up in the same way. 
So we basically have a boy band slash girl group in uh, Xenoblade. It's adorable. Um, then we're going to have, on the 31st-ish of this year, a challenge battle, a new hero character and quests, and new outfits. Then April 30th-ish next year, we're going to have a challenge, again, uh, a challenge battle, a new hero character quest and outfits. And then on December 31st-ish, 2023, we're going to have brand new story scenario. Okay. Uh, like if if the last battle pass for Gordon Tono was any any hint, one obviously we're gonna there is gonna be cameo battles for fa facing off against the, the prior protagonists like yeah, with yeah. Shulk, uh, Rex, right. and everyone else. Yeah, yeah there's no doubt about, about yeah. that because like they actually showed in in that image like yeah the three the Monado the the the, uh, the main blade yeah Pyro's blade and, and all. Basically, all three main blades. The so, Aegis yeah. Sword will come on. Yeah, come Aegis. On. Aegis. Yeah. Sorry, it's been a while. It's been know a while. Your lore, will. <laughs> know your lore. Yeah, it's the, Aegis. the Aegis. The Aegis. I just yeah. like, I don't, I know that expansion passes like this are almost standard affair with Nintendo yes. stuff. I have no doubt they'll announce it for Three Hopes once it launches tomorrow. But, uh, it just felt hollow. And then they, they hold, oh, this is a brand new story scenario. Okay. You couldn't add that in a main game. Exactly, or like do what they did. Twenty twenty three. I disagree. I disagree. This is standard practice now. It sucks in that, like, you know, you you you. Some games are cheap with their DLC, like Mario Strikers. But Xenoblade, Torna was amazing. But and, hold on, Torna, and, Torna was a separate thing that they eventually added the expansion pass. I bought, I bought it separately because I could. Yeah, but this is this is the same sort of thing, and the, the the definitive edition had bonus content as well. Like, I mean, they had, that was part. Obviously, that was wrapped into the initial game, but it was an add-on. They have a very good track record of good DLC, and we know this game is going to be like hundreds of at least at least as you said, Todd, at least 50, 60 hours if you blaze through. If it's you like take your time, you're going to be spending about a hundred hours on this game. I would think for a completion run through Probably. and then to know that there's 2023, we're going to get a bonus content. If this, if they announced bonus content for Xenoblade Chronicles three in a Nintendo direct, like three months before people would be like, Oh my gosh, this is great. It's just <laughs> the way that they packaged it. it it's going to be cool. Yeah. That's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So we'll just have to see what this brand new story content is in a year or so. <laughs> right, right, right. And also just a small tip to add on to that is like they also announced um, Amiibo support, which obviously oh, any yeah. Amiibos you have <laughs> will be helpful items. But actually, if you have the Shulk Amiibo, you actually can make your the main weapon as the Monado. So nice to know they haven't abandoned Amiibo support yet. So it's good to know about that. Yeah, so you could say that if you use the Shulk Amiibo, Noah will be really feeling it. <laughs> yeah, I went there. I went there. Mm -mm. Yeah, Final... and actually, funny enough as well, you mentioned that as well because like I, it was just recently announced all like from Monolith as well. Like apparently, for in Zombie Chronicles Three, which I'm surprised we didn't talk about it yet. Like the voice acting for this game, the English and the Japanese dub, will actually have um lip syncing to to match their uh their uh, correlating dialogue. So yes, you you there won't be any uh like very weird lip syncing like in in the second game there will be officially lip syncs for to match the english and or japanese dialogue that's what somebody said good all right final thoughts before we wrap up yeah like i'm, I'm just pretty excited for zmd chronicles 3 and uh nintendo did you upgrade the service yet please <laughs> let us count the pre-orders of Edition already <laughs> yeah <sighs> don't 
there was no there was can no we apology. give you money yet yeah <laughs> there were no apologies during that direct that that's an instant fail right there there were no apologies <laughs> in that direct you may have noticed our site was down for six hours. Too bad. <laughs> we didn't. And, and funny enough, like yeah, when <laughs> when that's uh, when the the, when the the product page actually showed up, like yeah, it, it still still says coming uh, to be determined. But like, and I saw the updated page; they actually saw CDLC, so they have updated the page the, the product page of it. It's just like they won't unleash the floodgates as of yet, which is really bugging me. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that'll get settled. I don't know. You know who knows the Nintendo nowadays. Uh, but yeah, that was that's still still a fiasco. But the game will come out on the 29th. I'm excited for it. Everyone's here is clearly excited for it. So hopefully we will uh, get more details and more trailers as we get closer to the 29th of July. Uh, if you have a certain thought on what you uh, felt during the direct, please let us know. Uh, we'll definitely want to talk about that. And we'll and hopefully if we do get the direct, uh, the pure Nintendo direct. They'll show us even more of all the other games now that Xenoblade is out of the way. So, again, this serves a purpose. Just give it a little time, okay? Like, not we are, we are a we-want-it-now culture. We get it. But let, let Nintendo do what they want this time. If they fail in the direct, then you can crucify them. <laughs> I mean, that is what you do, right, Internet? I'm just saying. And with that, we will end this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. <laughs> Oh man, I missed not hearing that. <laughs> yeah, I, did you guys have a poll question no. last week? I don't think how could, so. How could we? You, you <laughs> told the account. I gave you the login for I, oh, many please. moons ago. Many moons ago, he says. Many moons ago. It's not oh. the same. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the same. Tyler, it's not the same. All right, I do want to do a poll question. Um, what? How likely are you now to buy Xenoblade Chronicles 3 thanks to the Nintendo Direct? A, day one purchase. B, going to listen to the reviews. C, might buy it later. D, not getting it. I want to gauge where our audience is on this title right now. And let us know what you thought or uh, what you feel on the other topics you touched on, including uh, the uh, Super Mario movie and the praise for Chris Pratt's voice that we've not heard with Mario. Do you want a Donkey Kong game to come out this year if it is indeed finished? Uh, where are you on Sonic Frontiers? And do you feel we're going to get the Nintendo Direct on the 29th? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Tellius Tyler and Skull Kid Scott and Mario Will, I am Triforce Todd. And ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag.